Thanks for listening to the Fly Racing Racer X podcast. Before we get started, I want to tell you about Race Tech. Race Tech does more than just uh, Supercross and Motocross. You've seen it with the Solitaire guys and the Motul AGE guys, of course, many of the top privateers, but they also do off-road stuff. Cody Webb, Cooper Abbott, the Factory Sherco team recently switched to Race Tech as their suspension of choice. So whether it's Enduro Cross, Hard Enduro, or some other radical challenge, the riders have tested and chosen Race Tech to help them get them over the obstacles and to the finish line. Racetech.com, Pulp 23 is code to save. Get some Get some savings on motor or suspension work from Racetech. Thanks for listening. On to the show. A Pulp MX Network production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show presented by Maxxis Tires, Renthal, Motosport.com, and Kuba Links on RacerXOnline.com. With your continuing gracious support of our sponsors, we're thriving at over 1,800 podcasts delivered with over 20 million downloads. Click the Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out. Donate via Patreon if it suits you. And as always, enrich your moto lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us. The original Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews, race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's the voice bringing it all to you, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody, to the Fly Racing Racer X podcast. 25 years of fly racing. They're excited to celebrate it, led by the Formula Helmet, featuring the Rion technology. Fly Racing continues to push the boundaries of product performance and design. They want to thank their dealers and customers for 25 incredible years. Check out the all-new website at flyracing.com, at Fly Racing USA on social media, or check out the athletes this summer, guys like Chiz, first three anyways, guys like RJ Hampshire should be winning the Nationals, and uh, many other racers wearing Fly Racing. Chance Hymas, too. Remember Chance Hymas? Fast. He's going to be wearing Fly. Flyracing.com. Please check those guys out at your local dealer or motorsport.com. We'll tell you more about motorsport.com and Cobo Links later on. But thank you to Renthal, made over there in the U.K. to the tightest of tolerances, to the greatest of specs, really informative website, whether it's uh, the Fat Bar 36, the Fat Bar Twin Wall Bar, 7 8 Bar. They've got your covered cloth bar pads. The vintage guys, they got that also. Grips, sprockets, chains. All sorts of things going on with the folks at Renthal. You know, uh, Factory Honda, Factory Kawasaki, Factory KTM using Renthal and uh, having a lot of success for, with it over the years. They have a long, long history of uh, supreme uh, race-winning results over there at Renthal. Thank you to those guys. Also, thank you to the folks at Maxxis. Get ready to tread victoriously with the new Maxxis Moto Tires. Experience the full shred potential of the two treads designed for soft to intermediate and an intermediate to hard terrain. Developed and with... Uh, the expertise of seven-time Supercross champion Jeremy McGrath. You know, they say seven-time Supercross champion, and he is, but he also is a one-time outdoor champion. They should put that in there. Uh, anyways, grip, stability, and predictability that surpasses all others. Available now at your local Maxxis dealer or online, shop.maxxis.com. Maxxis MX Series, a gift from the science nerds to the moto kids. Pick your pair. Thank you to the folks at Maxxis for coming on board, and uh, great mountain bike tires as well. So thanks to those guys for making this podcast happen. Thank you, people, for listening. Remember, you can always use the contact form at PulpMX.com to shoot me a note about anything you want to talk about. Really appreciate the uh, support over the years for these podcasts, man. 
Been doing it since 2008. We're still doing it now. All right. On to the show. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Fly Racing Racer X podcast. This is the Paula Review Round 1 of the Outdoor Motocross Series and some really uh, spicy talking points to get into when it comes to the opener. Super stoked to uh, to talk about it with you guys, and uh, we were all there watching it. So thank you again to Fly Racing and, of course, Renthal, Maxis, Cobalinks, Motorsport.com, Onyx Maps, and the new Kawasaki SR450 uh, for coming on this show. And, uh, yeah, let's dive into it. A couple people who uh, were in the television uh, end of things. And, uh, again, uh, as an independent journalist here, I just want you guys to know that everything you, you may hear on this show, it could be a, a tad slanted. Uh, first up, the voice of the motocross series, working with James Stewart in the booth, Jason Wygant. What's up, Weege? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was awesome. JT and I, part of the big show, is the true coming together of Feld and MX Sports. We had all the Feld TV people there, they operate the program now uh, instead of Lucas Oil Productions in the past. And uh, JT and I were involved, and uh, that's about the only people on this call were involved with the production, so it was a good weekend. Also on the line, it's uh, Jason Thomas from Fly Racing. What's up, JT? Not much. I am still, uh, I'm still in Southern California. I fly back tonight. Um, there was a nice direct flight later in the day that I was just like, you know what? I don't have any plans on Sunday. I'm going to sleep in. I'm going to enjoy my day. Wow. So uh, I'm still here. It's beautiful yeah. here, though, so I'm not, I'm not mad at it. Uh, there was a lot of fell people at the races, as we each mentioned, and uh, I finally got a chance to sit down with Dave Prater, you know, real high up at Feld, and uh, talk to him extensively uh, my thoughts about the upcoming SMX race at the Coliseum. Did he, did he, uh, what the most depressing thing here, credential. What's that? Do you still have a credential? Yes. Let's talk? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, then it didn't yeah. go that poorly. Well, listen, again, a new era talking about a credential a new era uh has formed and clearly it's 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 way better because for the first time in three or four years my hard card was there at the opener phenomenal wow. yeah just phenomenal last well, year just never got I- it last year just never got it i was daniel blair all year i gave up after three rounds and was daniel well, blair all year and uh and this year it was there so go ahead uh yeah daniel blair's was also there mm. and he uh okay. he has stepped away uh, he does not work rounds anyway, and he has also stepped away from his duties at Supercross, but he had a credential. So I, I just don't want to get too high on your horse here because a gentleman that, that was not supposed to be there also had a credential. Well, just mine is never ready. It's just never there. It never happens. It doesn't ha- I like to think yeah. that's on purpose. Maybe. As but I like a, just a cue. They send you a signal that you're you're not picking up on. So sat down with Prater. Wow, well, didn't really sit down, but grabbed him. Got a few That's minutes more of like his, it. Got a few, like few minutes of his time. <laughs> uh, I'm just. I was just wondering if the, what are the plans for the opening ceremonies for the LA Coliseum SMX race? And he seemed confused. Oh dear God, no! And he, did he, not didn't, bring this he up. didn't really understand. And I just was like, well, you know, the last race there, the last Supercross there was the Summercross. Oh, X Games. No, it was summer cross. Is it X Games? No, that's just a festival. That doesn't count for anything, you know? Oh, okay. Um, and I said, you know, Jeremy was there, and, and Ferry and I beat him. And, like, are we are, – is there maybe a tribute or a video or, you know, something to the last time that, you know, a great race was held here, such a, such super cross history at the Coliseum. And Dave was like, what was it called? <laughs> and I said, summer cross. And he's like, what is that? I said, you know what I'm talking about, Prater. 
And he, and he just laughed and said, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm like, well, I, I want a video. I want a tribute. And then he just kept walking. So. Can Timmy come out to There Goes My Hero? Oh, yeah. I think it'd be great. So I don't know if he knows what Summer Cross is or not. I truly don't. No, he knows. You think? Yeah, okay. we've discussed it before. Yeah. I mean, okay. Steve has kept the legacy alive. <laughs> yes, yeah, well, let's face it. But Dave, Dave was, that was like right before he kind of came around. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know if he no. was. He knows. I will say something interesting. I just figured out Summercross. I feel like historically, when other people try to hold Supercross-type races, especially in the United States, now, I feel like these guys, you guys probably agree, the, the current regime at Feld, they're, they're pretty even-keeled. They're pretty, like, chill guys. Um, I feel like there was a regime 15 to 20 years ago that was all about gnarly. That was not chill? You, that was not chill? Would, would you agree <laughs> that some of the old bosses were very uh, yes. intimidating? yes. I don't believe I've ever heard a story of like that summer cross. We hated it. How dare they call it summer cross and put it in a stadium and have Jeremy regret. It, it might've been the only one that did not register as any sort of threat. Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, Jeremy wasn't banned. You know, there was no, there was no, yeah. Yeah. Nobody register even a blip. Like, nah, this is nothing to worry about. Well, I would, I would bet that there were a few concerns going in and then they saw the attendance and were like, Nope, we're good here. <laughs> the, the last guy in the main event, uh, drank some vodka on the tabletop and then breathed into a fire stick and like breathe fire to get in. It was like a crowd applause. That was the final spot into the main. So I think oh, it's like a promoter's choice. Type yeah. 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 Oh, nice. Yeah. And I think that was, you know, also a tipping point of like, yeah, we're probably good here, but, but anyways, yeah, no I talk. Got, I got that, uh, I got the one time at a race in Spain, I had a broken finger and I was racing with a pin in my finger and I told, I showed the promoters like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're in. That's good enough. Yeah. You, yeah. you deserve to be in. Yeah. You flew all the way here. You're in. Yeah. Uh, wow. So anyway, so it was good to see the Feld guys there and I didn't really get anywhere with Dave, but we'll, we'll keep talking. We got time. Um, how was, uh, and Weej, I watched the broadcast from the announcer's tower, uh, but I did not hear any sound. How was, how was Stu? Stu's unreal, man. Stu, I, I think we were all surprised last year that he even wanted to do it. Mm -hmm. um, you know, even I'd say at the beginning of last year was probably when Stu was coming out of being reclusive for five years. Then he started a pod. Then he said he wanted to do one of the shows. He did. We threw him in again at the finale. Uh, so he had done two when at the beginning of the season. I don't think we knew he was going to do any. And then he said he really loved it. And I think still it was guarded like, yeah, but I mean, for five to talk to anyone at all he's really gonna want to show up every weekend and do all this but i mean jt you're part of these meetings you see it he shows up at every meeting he's not late for anything he does everything he's supposed to do um he reads emails he responds he texts people he calls like he is 100 percent engaged with the process and i think partially because of that and because he likes doing it he's improving rapidly like i'm not kidding i think like two or three years from now we might be watching indy 500 this weekend on Peacock and be like, oh, yeah, James flew to Indy because they wanted to throw him in because he's such a personality and he's a big part of the NBC family. I think he's going places, like even beyond what we're doing right now, I think. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think he has it because of his legacy in this sport. Um, he has a chance to transcend it. Right. I, I do agree with you. Mm -hmm. um, I think they could take him and he can cross genres. Right. That, that's a yeah. rare breed that can do that. Um, yep. But I, I do think he has a chance for that. Uh, but yes, I've been the most impressed by his level of engagement. Just like you said, um, 
I don't know. I've just been around a lot of these guys for a very long time, and it's hard to get them to be disconnected. I, I will say Ricky is, is the same. Ricky is all in. He really wants to do well and get better at this, and we, we've all seen Ricky improve every single year he's gotten better. Um, but I, I, I think it's a product of these guys truly want to do this. Like I think James sees an opportunity. I don't know if he necessarily – it's like, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm going to move on and be in other sports and, and still be here, but also do. I don't, I don't know if he thinks that necessarily like you do, but I think he truly wants to be around and wants to see if he can take this opportunity. And just like these guys did with racing, once they were all in with racing, look out because they will take it to the extreme. Like they become obsessed with improving their craft. That's why they were the best in the world at what they did racing. So yeah, it's uh, it's fun to watch from the close-up vantage point we have and yeah the fans and the sport are truly the benefactors in the end i mean weed you've worked with some guys that don't make the calls and don't make the meetings right um yeah and yeah it's two things yeah. it's that clerical part and yeah. that's like let's be honest that part sucks and it's a little easier for guys like jt and i or even you to do that stuff because that's like we've yeah. worked regular jobs for a long time that yeah. is normal for us like i got a meeting at 11 a.m i gotta attend it you know, that is not the lifestyle that these dudes have lived most of their lives. And I always tell this story of when I was doing NASCAR, um, they had these super complicated schedules. I remember Jeff Burton in a meeting who's their analyst saying like, hold on, hold on. Hell life, if I had to be somewhere, I had someone taking me there and telling me to be there. I've never just had to manage all this myself. <laughs> yeah. And it sounds hilarious, but that is not just him. That's the way it is for all of these guys at this level. They have handlers. Now they are on their own. And some of them can't wrap their heads around it. Some of them just don't want to. And then just the meetings part. I also feel like the, what can I do to get better? I think for some of the guys, there's ego involved where they don't feel like they really have to try to improve mm -hmm. because they're like, my resume speaks for itself. Why would I need to, tr I already know what I know. No one can teach me anything. Uh, we even had our, um, what do we call him? JT coach uh this week yeah. i guess that's what performance we call coach jerk cam? Performance. jerk yeah cam? okay well jt we do have a jerk, jerk cam. cam yeah i do have a jerk yep. cam yeah i didn't um, have that last year which is a thank you to every all the powers that be for providing that <sighs> it is a huge huge help yeah. you you need a jerk cam that's for sure well i have so, my own jerk cam but uh I, I do have one now also yeah jerk cam jerk cam follows him around everywhere he goes um but anyway they have resources for us to use but you have to want to use them and you know, really check your ego at the door, you know, and admit like, I was great at what I did, but there's other people that know other things I don't know. And we need to work together with both of our strengths. And, um, yeah, it's the same thing. I don't think he shorts you on effort or says like, Hey, I'm the goat. Don't tell me what to do. But, um, I have seen other guys. I mean, I've worked with a hundred guys. Some of them do feel that way. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's not, what you're saying is like should be standard stuff, but it's not it for should. these guys. It's no. not. So no. that's that's the point where like James, you know, relied on a lot of talent his whole racing career. Maybe you know didn't always work that hard. Uh, certainly did at times, but um, but this one he's do he's dove head first, you know, and it's, it's no, no. I think I made this point last year. I think this is what we forgot and what this is a reminder of. Yes, eventually Stu got known as the dude with great talent, and he was crazy balls Stu who would just jump crazy stuff. And I think we forgot when James first came on the radar at 16, he was the kid that falls asleep watching tapes of races to improve his craft. Mm -hmm. That's who we're talking about here. And it's a reminder of, oh, yeah, that's right. Before he was crazy balls Stu, before he was quads, before he was fastest man on the planet, he was the kid that studied tapes 
of racing hours and hours a day. That's what we're seeing here. That yep. craft, yep. that love of the game. Yep. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. It, mm -hmm. uh, it, uh, seemed like it went well. And, uh, and JT and your end of things too, as well with the, with the pit reporting. Yeah, I'm, I'm working at it. Um, I, I have a really hard time watching myself and because when I listen back, I hear all of the, I'll miss, misspeak words and I just, I have a really hard time watching myself, but, um, it is getting better. I, I do really, really enjoy it. Um, and I'm very fortunate to be there. So I, it could be worse. I I've seen worse, but, um, I'm a perfectionist at heart, and it's not perfect, so we'll get there. Well, uh, looks like we had some overcast clouds. Um, it wasn't that hot. Paula in qualifying looked maybe the best it's ever been. It did turn out to be Paula by the end of the second motos. Uh, typical, you know, hard pack and bumpy, and a couple guys made notes to me that it was amateur bumps more than anything else. Uh, but the track was pretty good all day long, and what a day for the Lawrence brothers. Uh, Darren Lawrence, the dad, he had to have been so proud, so excited, so happy that his two boys just, you know, won the overalls. And, yeah, great. The Lawrence, the Lawrence era is here, and, uh, and it may be continuing all summer long. Uh, really cool for the family and for both boys to win both classes on, you know, a tough, gnarly national day. Uh, for, we'll start with Jack. Yeah. I was just going to add, yeah. before we get away from Dazzy, I got to interview him for the halftime show, mm -hmm. which is brand new this year, and exactly that. Um, yes, I, that was the only, I, like, how proud are you right now? Like, yes, you're in the middle of it and you're halfway through a day and all these things, but man, at some point you just have to sit back and go, holy crap. Like I have the number one guys in each class in the biggest motocross series in the world. Like I, it's, it's truly remarkable. I, I don't know if he lets that soak in ever, yeah. but it's, uh, yeah. it's pretty awesome. Yeah. It's, it's pretty amazing. Uh, for sure. Um, by the way, too, that, that half hour is between the motos. It's new this year, and it's much appreciated from the teams I spoke to. Uh, one guy, of course, like you can never make everybody happy, but one person on a team told me, I don't know, man, it kind of drags now. And I'm just like, oh, my oh, God. God. Oh, God, stop. Stop. <laughs> like, wait till you have a fire drill or, you know what I mean, or, like, allow the mechanics to grab a sandwich, you know, or something. Like, before it was too much. It was It's too hot. Too much work to do with no breaks. So the half hour is appreciated, I think, by everybody, including me. Like, I got back to the media tent. I uh, grabbed a granola bar and water, sat down, you know, kind of had a little bit of a break, and then went back to the watching motos. It's it's really good. I'm glad it happened. I'm, I'm glad it happened. I don't, I, don't know if you know. You, I don't know if you know this, Steve, but we don't get that break, right? We just keep going. Yeah, who cares? Yeah, you guys. We, I mean, okay, got, got it. Okay. When, what, do you, think sure. you think your briefcases of money aren't going to come with no, some No, no, no. I just want, I, yeah. you, were, you were bragging about all this extra time there. But I, don't, I yeah. just wanted to let you know we, we did Yeah, not. well, I, look, the, this, uh, yeah, you guys make enough money. You're fine. I did not have break. one sandwich in that break. Not one sandwich. <laughs> oh, okay. All I did right. hear you get. Uh, did you get some Oreos? You got some Oreos or Chips Ahoy in there? Uh, I I just went with something a little healthier. That was Jane's request. Uh, yeah, we have a we have a stack. I spent 14 years in this booth, just me and GL or whoever it was, just by ourselves. And now we have like two guys back there. We have a whole booth and we have a window really? so we can see the track. No way. Oh wow. Oh, I got to show this to you, Steve. It's a great. Honestly, some of the best ideas are the simplest. It's literally just now we have a trailer where they the front the front it is a window. Yeah. So you just look out the window and there's the track. And then we do our on camera instead of walking outside. Yeah. We just turn, turn around, around and right. the track is at our back. It's great. The best part about it is at least where we were this weekend, we just got to watch the sad state of affairs for the poor alternates. Oh yeah. Because we're to the left yeah. of the stuff. Right. So so there's every moto, Corey Karsten rolling down, yeah. hoping 
and then fire it up, roll back to the pit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, alternate um, alternate life yeah. is rough. Yeah, alternate sure. life. I had never seen alternate life. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, and then but my point is, we have two guys in there helping us, giving us cards, anything we want. So uh, now we can request. We can ask for snacks, and they will get them for us. It's mm. Amazing. GL really needed that. GL really needed a gopher at times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had <laughs> Teddy Parks when he needed him. Oh, he did? Oh, Teddy Parks came through? Okay, all right. I mean, you know, if you want someone to come through, Teddy Parks is your guy. Yeah, I know. The Teddy Parks yep. experience is there. Uh, so, Jet. First ever 450 Nash. I mean, look, we we previewed this where he said he's going to win races. Uh, this isn't a surprise that he that he won the national. Uh, he's really good at Paula, as we all know. But so's Chase. But to whole shot both motos and lead every lap. And I mean, the first moto he was gone. Uh, second moto was really cool to watch. We'll get into that a little bit. Uh, Weege, uh he pulled a he pulled a Tortelli. He pulled a Ricky. Um, I'm sure a few other guys, but not, not very many, uh, elite premier, premier class wins in their first try. Yeah. I know that statistically, this is not quite so crazy when you think about, I think there's six rookies who have won this title before uh, the outdoor title of this class. You know, even Ken Roxon did it and two years ago it was horrendous. It's not that nuts for a rookie to win the title. And then you and I were discussing today that even the one, one in the openers happened. Carmichael did it. Yeah. Tortelli did it. We have it again here. So even though it's happened before, I found myself in that first moto saying, whoa, hold on. And I know I'm huge on hit the brakes. It's round one. Mm -hmm. Don't over guess round one. I know I've been saying like the Tomac injury from a couple weeks ago proves to all of us. Don't take anything for granted. Don't assume anything in the future. But I was having a really hard time that first moto, not extrapolating this to like, is this the way it's just going to be for 10 years? <laughs> I was having a hard time pulling back from that, even with all the warnings we've had in the past to pull back from that. I, but, dude. I don't know if it's the 450 JT, but he looked even smoother, even calmer. The first moto, I agree. Yeah. Uh, the the yeah. first moto, he I, I truly don't think he was trying very hard. He looked uh, like would, a trail rider. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would put him at about 70%. Um, realistically, like, okay, at the beginning he wanted to get a lead, and yes, he's trying to get away, but once he settled in and got that 10-second gap, he was just monitoring Chase, and if Chase would go, you know, maybe drop down to like a 227, then Jet would go to 227, and then he would drop back into whatever was comfortable, but a lot of sections of the track, he truly was trail riding around, like just, I mean, cruising, you know, as strongly as I can uh, enunciate the word cruising. And the second moto is a different story. I think Chase felt a lot better. The second moto, uh, he, he could push a little more, which forced Jet to push. And I think both of them were close to the limit. And that track that track doesn't reward aggressive aggression at all. You have to really be careful and kind of pick your way around. So it doesn't look like they're trying all that hard, but it, it just doesn't let you really take a lot of chances. Um, but to your point about I mean, that was an incredibly impressive start. And I think we all knew it was kind of coming. Uh, I just hope that those two stay close. Mm -hmm. um, I think Chase is going to have great days. I think Jet's going to have great days. But the the more they have where they are very close to each other and on a similar pace, well, the the better for the series. I think Chase showed in Moto Two, and he wasn't that happy with his riding. It's easy to say that after you get beat, right? That's kind of the public line. But I mean, I felt like Chase could reel them in a few times. Couldn't get, couldn't close a deal, obviously. Uh, but I feel like Chase is there. I feel like we're going. 
we are going to have some banger motos between these two dudes. Like, I didn't – Jet won, yes, but, you know, I feel like – Yeah, Jet, is, Jet knows it. Jet yeah. knows it. He said on the podium, he's like, I don't, I don't think I got, you know, the, the best of chase today. Like, I think no. there's, there's going to be more there. Um, and, I, and I think to – and I think there's more from Jet. Like, I, I, we've been saying this for how long now? Uh, we have, I don't think we've seen Jet really get pushed to his limit very often. A couple times maybe, but it's very rare where you see Jet Lawrence having to push the, his own potential. And we, I think we probably see it for the first time. Like the, the very best of Jet Lawrence probably comes out at some point this summer. You know what I mean, Weege? Like on a 250, you're trying to keep your momentum up, right? You're, so you're flying to the outsides. You're manualing over jumps. You're – you're sort of throwing it around to to underneath you to set yourself up. And so it looks like you are working really hard, even though Jet at times didn't on the 250. But on a 450, with all the horsepower he needs, he looked like he was trail riding. Yeah. 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 He always, for a 250 rider, trended that direction. Yes. I mean, the very first time I ever saw him ride was was Loretta's. He, he showed up his last year as an amateur, and he won the first moto he's ever in there. And that's what caught my eye not that you said he won but it was very Wyndham like where you know some guys look faster than they actually are on a stopwatch and some guys don't look like they're going that fast but the stopwatch makes you say whoa wait a minute they are and that's what caught my eye from the the first time I saw him ride but obviously he's improved his craft over the five years since then and then yeah it really lends itself even to the 450 and James made that point a lot um you know for it just to say just so we don't use the cliche 450 suits my style. Every rider says that, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, really, right, yeah. I remember guys saying when Villapoto was dominating the 250 class, like, yeah, but is he going to be able to ride a 450 like he does a 250? Because RV would, did not ride this way. Now, he did obviously do it and became phenomenally successful, but I do feel like this was just what Jet was built to do, just at an even higher level of it looks like he's not going that fast when he's actually going really fast. Uh I got a chance to talk to RV speaking of that and he again reminded mm-hmm. me how great he was in the morning. Yeah. Just he, Well, he was. No, no, he was. Yeah, yeah, but Yeah, he, he was. Just, yeah, he was. I'll, yeah. I'll give it to him. Yeah, yeah, he, he, only, him. Does, he, he only does that to you, Steve. He only does that to you. It's unbelievable. I just like, yeah. It's great. Yeah. When I talk to him, he's he's well, incredibly you guys, kind and humble. I guys, just think he likes to Do you guys know about this video you. that's floating around? Have you heard about this video that's out there? No. Oh, yeah, yeah. I I think I mentioned on the show. He jumped on Nick's Cowie with tennis shoes on and a helmet <laughs> and is claiming he was going faster than Ryder D and everybody. And then that all broke into how great he is and all of this. So yeah. Wow. On a motocross track. Yeah. Yeah. On a, like a Sandy wow. motocross like a, track. Like a rough track. Yeah. I've seen it. I've seen the video. Yeah. And yeah, oh, okay. he's, he's in tennis shoes, a short sleeve shirt and a helmet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that's the thing. His yeah. style was yeah. different. No, he made it right. work. He was not afraid to hang on that throttle cable on a 450, which most people probably would say you can't do that, but mm-hmm. he did do it. And so did Ricky. You know, it's it can be done, but this is like Jet as an art form, um, and that's why that first moto to me was so scary. Once I saw like, okay, Chase can go as fast. Now we're in for something, mm-hmm. and it sucks now that there aren't other dudes. You know, I how many times did someone say throughout the day, oh, "What if Tomac were here?" You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it it sucks that we don't have more dudes. Hopefully, Ferrandis can get back to where he was, get better, but. Um, after the first moto, I was like, what if no one has anything for him? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think Chase does, and I think yeah. we're going to see, like I said, some amazing racing. These two were great. Um, yeah, it was it was, it was, was cool to watch. What do we attribute 
the crash to Chase's day? How, what, like, if there's a percentage pie of, because I truly think the first moto he was just like, ugh. No, like yeah, he he, still he, was, he said that to me afterwards. Yeah. He said he said he couldn't get into the flow all day. Didn't feel that great all day. You know, yep. um, but it's also you know racers are racers, and so you know sometimes guys say things just to convince themselves and to tell themselves that right like yeah uh, I don't know I, I, don't, man. I, I think yeah. it, I think a crash like that kind of just it takes the edge off a little bit sure like sure. you know you're just not quite as sharp as you were um so I, I thought he did a great job of hanging in there in the second mode the first mode he was just like survival which is incredible to be that good in survival mode but uh yeah I I, I think maybe you know five percent like I don't know if it's good enough right. to win right. but the first mode was nowhere near where he you know, uh, as typically would be. I mean, he had a better lap time than Jet in the second moto, and he reeled him in a couple times. Now, again, so, re- making the pass is another story, and Jet, you know, yeah. all of that. Like, the track did – a couple guys told me how one-lined it was. If you went outside a few times, it just – it just it was too slow. So, okay, you know. So I, have a, I have a question. I have a que- um, and we – Steve, you haven't watched the race back, so I don't know how much you were able to see of this. No, I watched it on the monitor from the – On the monitor, okay. Yeah. So we, you and James were obviously commentating this, and there was a section in the back where Jet was going inside and Chase was going outside and setting up and then doing this triple. And both of you kept saying like that Chase's line was better on this outside, but when I would watch it, Jet was killing him there. Like Jet would have such a gap coming after that section, like through that next left, and then they would drop in. Uh, to like the steep down into into right, I, I couldn't figure out what you guys were seeing that I wasn't because every time I saw it, when Chase would go outside and kind of set up for this thing, Jet was making up a ton of time by going inside. Uh, and I, I, I'm hoping you understand the section I'm talking about. Yeah, I do. Um, obviously, talk to Stu about that because he knows better than me. I thought by the end of the section that Chase was closer than where the corner for he, sure. Yeah, he um, was making up a ton of time like after that and kind of. Um, really pressing into the down the hill and into the right before yeah. they made that huge climb. But in that yep. in the section before, he man, I was just like like wanting to scream at my monitor, like go inside, Chase. You are losing like a full second. You're doing a great job of charging and making it back up, but you're just giving it away going this out. And maybe he just didn't feel comfortable. Maybe he's like, nope, I can't do it. Well, I'm gonna crash. That could be because Jet had. Uh, one lap where he had two really nasty close calls in that section by going inside. He got yeah. kicked, and then that screwed up the triple, and then he got kicked again. Uh, and I, he wasn't clean every lap through there. So, yeah, maybe Chase is like, this is less risk. I thought even by the end of that straightaway, when he was able to triple, that he would be closer than he was entering the corner. Lose time in the corner, gain time in the straight, I thought. But I'd have to watch back. Um, James is saying, like, just just saying, I don't care if the outside's faster. I'm in the lead. I'm just going to go to the inside every time. And good luck going around the outside. Yeah, yeah, it'd be, was, it, would, yeah. it would be an interesting yeah. thing for for if you're listening to this podcast at home, or I'm going to do it myself. Go back and look at the second because every time yep. I'd be like, you have one camera angle where they go inside outside, and then they would go to this other camera angle where they're kind of coming at you, and they're yeah. up top, floating around the left, and they drop down. And man, Jet would have just such a gap, and then Chase was doing a miraculous recovery job of just pinning it around that floating left and down the hill. But I I don't know, man. I was just it, – it felt like such a miss there mm. by Chase in the beginning of it to uh, to give that time up. I don't know. I'd, I'd like to hear what other people think, but that's just my takeaway from it. Yeah, interesting. I, I was just commenting the fact that Jet never really changed his lines, and I don't know if that was like 
smart on his part to not overreact to the pressure, like, I'm just going to do my deal. Or maybe it's just the way that track was. It was like, dude, there is only one line. I'm, there's yeah, no reason track, to adjust anything. That's, that's what I heard from I would, guys. Yeah. Yeah, I yes. would not. I would not, full disclosure, ever want to race that track. Yeah. Ever in my life. Uh, I would be I would be so terrible at it. I, I, I'm so risk averse that that track, you have to take a lot of risk to go fast because you're just always like on the edge of traction. Like, I just, no thank you. So kudos to all those guys. They're, they're I yeah, I don't better know. than I ever thought about being. I don't know too many guys who do like that track, right? Like, yep, even though Jet's phenomenal. I just feel like I'm on the yeah. edge of, like, right. I'm on the extreme. Like, when we raced Elsinore in 2012, yeah. I was just, the whole second moto, I'm like, get me out of here. I don't want to be on this track. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Lawrence one and Sexton two, and going to be some great racing. Ferrandis uh, hung in there a little bit in the first moto. Second moto, he admitted that he was fatigued. He's still battling the bike, the twenty three. He doesn't like uh, the rider triangle as much, and they're trying to get the bike to balance right and with his riding oh. style. Kiefer so. must be devastated. We'll talk about <laughs> Kiefer personally, but yeah, the rider yeah. triangle is the Kiefer thing. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't like it as much. Uh, you know, moving the foot, pe- they're trying to move the foot pegs around and and get him mm-hmm. comfy on the twenty three. I mean, I told him it was the bike of the year. He didn't. Oh. Yeah, he, he didn't even like. Yeah, he didn't really even blink. He was, he was smoked on the podium. Yeah, I mean, he admitted smoked. it. Yeah, he admitted yeah. it. Uh, and he's uh, honestly though, I thought he'd be better. You guys. Well, he, he told Jeremy Coker and I, and I walked up in the middle of, so this is more Weege's conversation than mine, but I would have thought the same thing until Coker kind of told us the lack of preparation. There. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And this was, this was not an excuse. This was in the morning. I mean, yeah, Jason and I were talking yeah, to him totally. before practice even began. And uh, honestly, pretty much exactly what he hoped would happen. This was it. He said, we think top five and podium at absolute best. Mm-hmm. And honestly, he was a three to five guy. He did get third. Yep. But. No, and to contrast it, just so we know that they don't always use his excuse, he's like, Justin Cooper, not racing Supergirl stand, totally different story. He is so ready, he has 50 motos under his belt. Ferrandis, not yeah. even close. Yeah, he said his head injury was very serious, right? Um, but, you know, I was texting. right for two months. I was texting with him, like, two weeks after he knocked himself out, right? Was that Oakland? Oakland, I think? Uh, Houston. Houston. I was texting with him two weeks after, and he was like, "Yeah, I think I'm going to be ready this week." And I'm like, "Oh, two months." And then, yeah, and then I don't know, like uh, maybe. Well, no, remember he came back at Daytona. He actually did. Remember that? Yep. And he wadded it again. So he said in the press conference, the problem was he's vision. Once he started riding again, he had vision problems, and that's why he crashed at Daytona. And that's when he's like, "Okay, yeah, I got to get that fixed." And that's when he took the maximum time off. Yeah, he he was. He said uh, again, like Dylan. Dylan's a pretty honest interview. He just tells you what he thinks, you know? He actually was just telling Lewis Phillips in, in the press conference, like, like I'd like to see you on a bike. Like, it was, it was <laughs> like, you know, like he was, like, saying, you know, what do you think you look like on a bike? It was great. Yeah. Dylan's really honest. Uh, so he said he was fatigued. He said he wasn't quite ready. And he said he was very happy with a third. So I'm like, okay, all right. Mm-hmm. Like, I, yeah. I was – That was I, consistent. That was consistent from the team, from him all, yeah. all day. So I was coming into it like, look, he's a past national champion. He's always hard on himself. Like, literally even the third place at a Supercross, you know, he'll be like, ah, whatever, I should be better, I should be winning. And, you know, I kind of get – you know, you get a general attitude of these guys after you talk to them for a long time. And I was going into the interview after the press conference thinking he was pissed. And nope, nope. Like, he's like, yeah, it was very serious. And so – and honestly, AP probably was the third best guy, but that first moto, <laughs> AP just couldn't, couldn't get you out of his way, dude. Yeah, you can't crash. Yeah. That's what did you say it. on that track about if you push too hard? Yeah, yeah. He 
Is that what you said, JT? Yeah. It'll bite you? Oh, yeah. I mean, it, there was a limit to it, right? Like, yeah, he, you, you, he, if you went over the limit, it would it would punish you relentlessly. He almost had another big one in the second moto, too. He did like a knack-knack, got thrown off of the bike a little bit, saved it. I wonder what Coop was thinking. Were you just going by him, going by him? Just, <laughs> just, what are you doing, dude? So uh, I, to- I told him afterwards, thank you for the, maybe the most entertaining ride of the day. Uh, and he was like, yeah, brother. <laughs> you know, AP. Yeah, I asked, I asked, uh, I asked Webb about halfway through the second moto if he was rethinking his decision to be out there. Oh, wow. I asked He's him. He's like, yeah, yeah. yeah I, was, I was thinking about the boat. That's funny because I said the same thing. I'm like, so? Like even off the record, before I hit record. I'm like, you happy to be back? He's like, uh, with about five to go, I wasn't. (laughs) (laughs) This is Plessinger's quote from the KTM press release. Okay. I think Coop saw me five times and was probably wondering what I was doing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He, he said in the, in the, in the lounge uh, in between motos, he, Coop was like, what are you doing? He's like, I just want to be by you, man. I just want to be by you. That's what he told us. So, uh, but Aaron was good. Yeah, I mean, Aaron was probably the third best guy if he stays up, right? But, uh, but yeah, Dylan gets it. Um, and, yeah, he's got a lot of work to do. Oh, everybody does, I guess. Uh, AP fourth, Coop fifth. Yeah, I was surprised to see Coop show up. I, I really – okay, so I think he was trying to get out of his deal to do World Supercross. That didn't happen. He had two contracts. He had a Supercross contract and a Motocross contract. And then he couldn't do Worlds, and then he said he was in for motocross. And honestly, I was like, well, like he had a pretty serious injury. If he comes, in, comes back for high point, misses the first three because he's not 100%, still gets his money to race outdoors because he's injured and he's committing to them. He's just not ready. But full props and full uh, handshakes to Coop for coming in at round one when he wasn't ready and uh, getting a fifth, you know? I, I mean, I don't know. I you know, it, you know, we each, how many factory riders have we seen in the day just go away and take the outdoors off or miss races in the outdoors because they can? Oh, yeah. I think when he got concussed, I mean, we, I think he was on the fence about doing outdoors even if he was healthy and won the Supercross title. Yeah. Once we saw he was out. Yeah. It's not like if you're Ferrandis and you've had great success in this series before, you rush back. If you're Cooper Webb, you're like, sweet, I got an excuse. But I think you nailed one part of it that he had – you know, a separate contract, you know, money for Supercross and then KTM side money, different money for outdoors. Mm-hmm. I think it was like, well, here's the choice. You can make zero dollars. You know, I don't think they were interested in him coming back to race six rounds or three rounds. You know, they're like, you race the series and we pay you this or you don't race series. Oh, you don't. You can. Yeah. You don't think they would have said, hey, we understand you're not ready. Like, come back at high point. No, I actually. Oh, OK. Talked to someone. Oh, um, OK. One of the, uh, the man over there. Is he a world champion? Is he a past I don't want to say his name, but he's okay. call him the man. OK. Yep. And he's like, no, we weren't interested. You know, we can pay you. And yeah. it's good money. Yeah. But we want you to race the whole series. Oh, um, oh, my. OK. Yeah. So I just assumed that they would have some compassion and been like understanding of him not being ready. But I guess not. <laughs> well, I, I, I would is, say is I don't it compassion, know. though. Like, I, I think you just jump in there and yeah, like, you, you but, can't you can't miss all those points. Right. Like, yeah. you don't know what's going to happen. What if Jed or Chase gets hurt? Right. No, I know. Happen? Yeah. No, I get well, it. Well, I also yeah. want to say I don't know the exact time because two things are happening at once. Right. He's trying to get cleared from concussion and they're working on this deal. So I'm not sure if it was like. Once he was cleared, then they figured this part out. But I think the point JT is 
they're not interested in going out there and just putting in some laps here and there. They want to try to win the title, and if you show up at high point, yeah. it's over. Okay. So then there's really no – why would they? What's the? It, we're done. Well, just because of health reasons. Just, yeah, but okay. All right. Yeah, but maybe, he's healthy. Yeah. But, he's okay. healthy, though. Well, yeah. And how did, yeah. how did this gentleman say it to you? What was this? What was this? He didn't um, – he was very matter-of-fact mm. and That's didn't really seem – Yeah. You know, this is just the way it is, okay. and um, wasn't overly compassionate was, to his rider. Not I, the health part. The health part, I mean, I don't think anyone screws around with concussions. I do not want to imply at all yeah. that they were, he wasn't ready, or they didn't care that he was hurt. No doubt about that. Um, but we know Roger. He yeah. just tells you what he thinks. Uh, um, well, it yeah. was good to see him out there, and uh, fourth for yeah. Aaron and fifth for Coop. Uh, AC said uh, that he, outdoors are better for his arm, but not Paula. He said he went there last week, and Shimoda worked him in a moto, <laughs> and he knew it would be a long day. And uh, he got beat by Harlan and Butron in the second moto. He went down the first turn. Well, he was a glass. No, I know, but but he caught up to him and couldn't make it happen. And Yeah, it is what it is, right? He's, 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 uh, he understands it. He thinks it'll get better. He, he does think Hangtown's going to be hard on his arm also, but, but he's there. He's, he's in the mix, A.C., uh, how about the first moto? There was six factory guys and then 27 seconds to, uh, who was it? I think it was Lucrecio. My hope was we all knew that was the huge theme going in the videos. We did everything was how many dudes were hurt. And I was hoping like, ah, maybe you just don't notice Oh, web came back. Maybe it won't be quite, no, mm. it looked like it. it yeah. A hundred percent looked like what we were afraid it would look like. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. Uh, so AC six, Grant Harlan, nine six. Like again, we talk about that gap, and it was there. But if you're Harlan, you're beating everybody else, and that's great. Good job, absolutely, real great. Hawaii zone. Hawaii zone. Yeah. You know, I uh, we did a press conference on Thursday, and I hosted it, and I really pushed hard to announce what the pay is for this SMX playoffs because I realized that, like, I saw what the pay was when we announced the thing back in October, and then I'm like, wait. Did that ever actually get like put out anywhere? Mm-hmm. I was just assuming, yeah, they'll send a press release out on October 4th and wherever he announced this. And now that I think about it, I'm like, I don't think I've seen this posted anywhere. And there's no reason to hide it. It's good money. And I'm like, I even said this to some of the fell people. I'm like, you did the hard part. You got five and a half million dollars. The easy part is telling people. So what I know is that maybe the you win a million dollars for the titles maybe been said here and there. But I know, I'm like, nobody knows what 8th place pays, or 12th, or 15th. Yeah. So that's really what I wanted to focus on. So just to give you an idea, if you end up 22nd overall in points for the year, because they combine the Supercross and Motocross points, that creates a seed, you race the thing, and then if you're 22nd in points, that pays 25 grand for 22nd. Right. That's going to be a privateer. Yeah. So I'm wondering, I'm trying to get this out there because I want the Grant Harlan guys to know, well, like, put dude. It out, put it out there. What do you mean you're trying to get it out there? Well, I, in the press conference, I don't think it was even going to be mentioned. And I'm like, no, can you please give me the numbers? Can I please say these numbers? I want to I want to say what 8th makes. I want to say what 15th makes. I want to yeah. say what 22nd makes. Um, and now I'm trying to push them, yeah, to just put the whole sheet out there. Um, I think they just forgot. Like, I don't think there's a, they're not hiding it. I think <laughs> right. they're just like. No, it's good money, yeah. What happens for all of us in the industry is we get so inside, we forget that not everybody knows what we know, even when it's not meant to be a secret. Um, so I'm like, well, who's going to be the... And I talked to Freddie Norin. He, he's all in. Like, this is a huge opportunity for him and Harlan. And I'm wondering who else. I mean, 
to have this year, the first year to have this and have this many dudes out, it could not have worked better if these guys can stay healthy all year. Yeah, I mean, Harlan's doing World Supercross, so he's going to miss two. But, yeah, you're absolutely right. This is his goal. And Chiz, yep. why is Chiz, Chiz out there? Chiz is going for the money. I mean, if Tampa totally. if Tampa Raceway has a Thursday night race, Chiz will be yeah. there. So he's going for this. Jerry, Jerry's been uh, – I think he moved to 450 class because he realized it was going to be a bit easier and more mm-hmm. points so he can get in this mm-hmm. SMX thing. Like, yeah, oh, absolutely. Uh, you're right. It's a, it's a huge thing for these guys. Um, yeah. I, uh, 15th pays 30 some grand and eighth eighth pays a hundred thousand dollars and that's just in wow. points and there's big money yeah. for each individual race imagine it and then also the points at the end of the year imagine I mean, a 2005 J- jason thomas just grinding out the points oh my god just grinding them out so oh this is built for you jt <laughs> this the the the, the uh the 25 to 30 minute mark just grabbing those points like yeah. pac-man Oh, it's okay. I'm um, just happy for these guys. They deserve it. So, who who was a bigger surprise? Jose Boutron or Lorenzo Lucrecio? Both guys. Oh, Boutron. Both guys, Boutron we, we sure. just thought they were on milk cartons, uh, uh, gone missing. But, okay, Boutron for you, JT? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, he's never really raced over here. So, no. Lucrecio, we've seen flashes of brilliance from Lorenzo before. Yeah, Lorenzo Go back been... to Southwick, top 10 rides. I'm not saying it was you know, expected or anything, but Boutron is way over, way over the hill. Like he's long past his prime. He hasn't ever raced here. (laughs) Uh, I mean, this was a factory KTM guy at one point. Yeah. Uh, Like he was never very good. I just, yeah, I didn't, I didn't think he was going to come in and get eighth overall. I I said that to Ferranis. I'm like, how about Boutron? And Ferranis goes, wow. (laughs) 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 Um, He, he's 32. They're, they're, they're on something called wildcat racing. What, yeah, what is that? I don't know, but it's awesome name. That is it's a great. team. Uh, I, I know that team very well. It's uh, it's run by a, a man named Yiri, or it's J I R I. Yeah, they were a they're a long time fly racing team. Um, oh. Boutron is still in fly, but Lucrecio is not. Um, and yeah, we we have a long we had a long history with him, so I, I know that a little bit. That seemed to, I don't know the exact specifics, but it, well, Yiri is a part of it. He's from the Czech Republic. Uh, so yeah, it's Europe. There's a lot of European and, influence there. Yeah, and it sounds like Lorenzo's. It's lo- really organized by him. You know, like gotten. Yeah, like this he, is the same team Lorenzo was on in yep. Europe on a KTM. Right. Um, but I don't know why we didn't have Lucrecio and Boutron in our previews. Like I don't know why we didn't bring this mm. up. Yeah. Were they planning on racing this the whole time? Yeah, and that's why. Like, honestly, I, I I'm I am going to send a harshly worded text to Chiz. Ch- I'm like. Just like, oh, yeah, dude, I've been riding with him. He's at the sandbox. Like, he's good. Lucrecio. I'm like, what? Like, and he, he plays Pulp Mix Fantasy. Chiz does. Like, you don't feel like any this should have been mentioned at any point? He's like, oh, yeah, dude, he's been riding great. And he knew he was racing. Yeah, absolutely. Come on. He did. Yeah, because he's like, yeah, we've been doing Supercross, and Lorenzo's been on the outdoor track. Wow. So they're so, in for the whole series? Yeah. This is it. Wildcat racing. <laughs> Wildcat. Boutron Wild Lucrecio. Uh, Unreal. And then Boutron, after I interviewed Boutron, and he was talking about, yes, uh, some guy named Dan was doing the mapping and said I needed to get <laughs> I needed to get six. six to, I didn't understand gambling, Pulpamex gambling, and Dan telling me, and I'm just like, oh, my God. Like, Are you for real? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> some guy named Dan was uh, doing my mapping and telling me about gambling, and I'm just like... <laughs> 
I'm like, nothing captures Dan Truman better than that right there. Uh, I have to do doing s- my mapping and saying you need to get sixth. Yeah, it's, it's, six- it doesn't get any no, better. No, but Butron, it was sixteenth or better, right? Because it goes off. A, so, but he was like, a, "There's a six, and I, I don't understand." And it's just like, <laughs> oh, Butron was yeah, it was great. So, yeah, Jose Butron, everybody, eighth place. Lorenzo Lacruccio, ninth. Oh wow, yeah, didn't see that coming. No, but it's. I was just quite. The reason I asked if they were planning on racing the series all along is because, like, with all these dudes out, you're going to crush it. But that was not. That was not based on. Wait, Anderson's out. Tomac's no, out. no, that yeah. was just. We were already coming, and now they're going to move. Up. Yeah, yeah, and, and you know who did know? But Villeman sent me a text about Butron. He's like, no, he's been racing in Spain. He's been riding really well. Villeman had the whole the whole thing broken down. So and then. He asked me, did you pick him uh, for fantasy? I'm like, no. And he goes, you guys suck. You experts suck. So, uh, yeah, the DV was on the Boutron train. Excellent. Uh, but, yeah, those, they'll, be all nas- they'll be there all uh, summer long. So that's cool. So we had an Australian. We had a Frenchman. We had a Spaniard. We had a guy from Venezuela. We had a guy from Hawaii. We have Sweden in 10th. In Freddie Norn. So. World Championship. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> uh, Freddie said he had maybe four rides on the uh, Suzuki, and it was much different than his JGR bike. But uh, he also thanked me for the nice words I said about him, and I was like, uh, where did I say this? I think he meant the Racer X preview show. I don't know, but I guess I did. Anyways, 10th overall for Fast Freddy. Uh, Jerry Robin. Jerry got good starts. Jerry was solid. He was. He was Jerry was solid. I just kept waiting, and it never happened. Jerry never Jerry. Nope, never. Nope. That was great. He that was good for him. Uh, Chiz twelve. Chiz is like it was just an okay day for me. Not good. Not bad. It was just eh. Okay. And I think that's what Chiz does. Yeah, I think I would agree with him. He also he also uh, came around in the Moto One eleventh and eleventh for number eleven. Wow. And he qualified seventeenth again. All Chiz, all Chiz uh, factors. Twelfth overall. Yeah. Uh, Dante Oliveira, off-road guy, had Ol- no f- Oliveira. Oliveira, he had no front fender after a crash in the yeah, that's, one. That's really hard to ride with. Have you guys ever done that? I don't. Think I so. have not, but I've been at many GNCCs oh. where it happens to dudes, and they hate it. It is so brutal, man. Like it, it's it's impossible to go like the same speed. So like, I know we all had him on our fantasy teams, and and but I was like very empathetic because i've re- i've had that happen maybe once or twice in my whole life and it's so hard like your your mind messes with you so badly about the tire and you're getting sprayed with roost and you can't yeah i don't know it's just this weird dynamic so trying to go as fast would international is man yeah no thanks probably dealing with some guy named dan very upset <laughs> <laughs> I just want to, people probably doing it. I just want to explain this is hilarious. This is our buddy Dan Truman, who is also integral, for example, to the Lawrence Brothers program, right? So these are the two brothers that win at the highest level, but also working with Boutron to make sure that he gets pulp fantasy points. Well, that is our guy, Dan Truman. Dan is a gambling fiend. Like, yes. Is. I just want the fans to know how hilarious this is that right. he's both working with Hunter and Jet, but also concerned about his fantasy team more so. <laughs> Would you say more so? Uh, probably. Yeah. Probably. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, Surratt, so Surratt got 14th. Ryan Surratt, he's also an off-road guy now. Rides for Johnny Campbell uh, Honda. He, sh- yep. he should have been better. He was dead, dead, dead last on the first half yeah. of the second moto. Yep. He would have been better than that. Yeah, yeah. He got up to he got up to 17th, which, by the way, he was a six handicap. So 
Yeah. Uh, Derek Drake was uh, 11th, I think, in Moto 1, and then crashed, couldn't start his bike, and then they pushed it back, and then, then they fired up, it fired up back in the pits. So, mm. hashtag RM Army problems. Welton couldn't start his bike either. I told Welton he needs to, like, seriously take a class because how many times did Welton couldn't start his bike in Supercross either? And he admitted to me that he has a problem. So, I don't know if kick, the kickstarting thing, Marshall Welton's just not good at it. I, I don't know. He's not finding uh, Freddie, center. It, it hurt Freddie too. He was sixth yeah. stalled. And I'm like, did it take you a little while to start it? He's like, yeah. Yeah. It's and really hard. It's really hard. I, I would guess, and I, I don't know this. I'm completely speculating here, but I would guess up on those Suzuki's to get power out of them. And that makes it really hard to start these things. It's challenging. I had my 2010 Suzuki. They had done a lot of work to it, and it was a nightmare to start. Yeah. Yeah. More compression. Yep. Um, so yeah, it, 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 uh, wasn't great for Drake, uh, cause he had a really nice day going. He would have been 11, 10, 12, 10, whatever. Uh, Derek Drake. I think he would have been better than that. He was first 450 race. Yeah. Yeah. He was, uh, he was having a really good day. That was, yeah. I had him on my team. So I was very frustrated. Uh, Caden Amarai, Butler brothers. They're back. They're back. Cowies. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know what's going on. They're back. Yeah. They're back. Uh, Rankin. Running the show and Amarine and Tristan Lane on Cowies. They looked pretty stock. But Amarine did pretty good. Fourteen in the first moto. So I actually talked to Amarine before practice because I'm like, dude, this is the stockest looking bike I've ever seen at a national. But I believe he's saying he had A kit forks, but a stock muffler and stock graphics. So I was a little confused by that combination. Mm-hmm. But I mean, yeah, they had a stock muffler. You don't see stock mufflers much at a national. No, no, not not really. Um, um, but he's saying he had suspension. Um, it looked he was either coated or maybe it was a kit. Um, but the results were pretty good. We were joking around. A couple of us were joking around. I'm like, did they literally just say we want two? Who are the two two digit guys that we can get? Because they literally have number 89 and 90. <laughs> was that the requirement? We have to have a two digit number. Yeah, really, right? I I don't know. Uh, I I yeah. Well, they're back. Uh, they're going to have a semi, I guess. They didn't have it at Paula, but apparently a semi will be showing up. Incredible. Uh, uh, yeah, Marshall, 8th and 17th. Uh, Marshall's second moto was pretty good. He crashed again. He flew off that stair-step thing and then flew off into a, an, into the side of the track and maybe took out a few spectators. I couldn't see because it was the backside. And then uh, and then got up and was charging the whole way. And Yep, so he crashes in both motos and... And all of that. Uh, Marcelisi, uh, first 450 race for him. He's Harlan's teammate. Got me double points, both motos. Roman Pape, Pepe, he's from French, France. I don't know, man. He was there, 444. And then, uh, and then RJ Wageman rounds up the top 20. Good job for RJ in Moto 1. Uh, that's not expected uh, by him, but uh, good job. Our buddy A Ray showed up. He did, well, he did somewhat, two th- he did 230s. He did have some sketchy moments, he said. He did uh, uh, go off the track, and he did take out a flagger. But for A-Ray, I think it was pretty successful. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, like, yeah. like... He did take out a flagger. Yeah, but he... But for him, that's low-key. Yeah, low yeah, yeah, that's a low-key, low-event day for him. I, he said also that that is now, that makes, after the motos, that now makes it two 30-minute motos that he's done now. Okay. So, yep. So he's ready. Uh, our guy Chris. Yeah, sound like the home life hashtag home life. He was really focused on that part of the yeah, program. Yeah, yeah, more so than the racing. The racing, yes. Our guy Chris Kiefer. Uh, oh boy, what do you guys think he spent 
money per second on the track? Oh, the yeah. hourly rate. Yeah, what's the hourly rate there for? Well, tell everybody what happened. What even happened? Here? So he he was racing and he showed up and yep. he, he rode press day. He felt pretty good, and then he he knew that he you know one of the things that didn't happen for him when he rode for Motor Concepts and tried it a few years back was he just took too long to get going right. And you really got to lay down a heater early. Um, and so he took that advice really to heart. And he laid his first qualifying lap, his first green flag lap, and he just ate crap and flew over the bars, cross-rutted, flew over the bars, landed on a water truck lane. Yeah. And that was it. It was done. So, One lap. Not even. He didn't even get a time. Yeah. He yeah. went around, yeah. got the green, yeah, and then crashed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because I did see him go through a turn one time. Oh, you did? Okay. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. it's Kiefer. Oh, I yeah. did see it. Okay. And then and I'm like, yeah, come to think of it, I never saw him again. Poor Kiefer. Yeah. How bad is he hurt? Uh, I don't know. He said he was spitting up some blood a little bit. So ribs. God. Water truck lane. No no give on that. Oh, my God. I just, jeez. I think he would have made the motos. I do. When you look at this field, I think he would have made the motos. But ifs and buts. <sighs> that sucks. Yep. Yeah, that's a lot of money to race or ride. Yeah. Um, all right, anything else 450-wise? We're in for a... Uh... Please, 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 please let those two Honda guys stay healthy, please. Yep, yep, agreed. Um, yeah, there was a part of me during that second moto, I'm like, oh, this would be really interesting, exciting if Chase can get alongside or they can really battle, but, I'm, but do not die doing it. Look, Just we, take second if that's what it takes. We got Ferrandis, AP, Webb, and AC, and they're all going to be close, I think. And then you're going to add Anderson and Barsha not too long. Like, that's a good feel. I know. Yeah. I, I know. I just think those two are they're, yeah, yeah. They're the best. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I, I thought Dylan would be uh, third, and which he was, but I also thought Dylan would be closer. And, I mean, you know, they, we they beat him by that. 44 seconds. Yep. You know? Yep. So I, I think he will be a factor at some point. I just think if – Either of those two Honda guys aren't there. The whole series changes quickly. Could this be the summer of Butron? No. Okay. Well, okay. What are we talking about? Are we talking about like Gavin Grasick summer? Yeah. Summer of Rod Cody, Bell? Cody Shock, Rod Bell? I don't know. Gavin Grasick? I, I, don't, I don't know what to think of that. I think it could be, I would say more with Curcio than Butron. We're, we got to get a guy. There's going to be a guy, right? Like, oh, yeah, maybe, but I mean, the, don't, yeah. what about Harlan? It can't be Harlan? 9 6? Could be. Summer of Harlan? Yeah. Sneaky ride last year. We borrowed Kiefer's bike and got like eighth in a moto last last year. But it was the last round, and the, the, the give-a-shit meter was pretty low for everybody. So there was some of that at the last round last year. So you looked at Harlan with a little bit of a raised eyebrow. But this, this is great. Yeah. I think this is the, I think he's the best of these guys. Got so much maybe, H- Freddie can, maybe Freddie can make an argument for that. He's got so much HGH in his shoulder. I don't think that's how that works. I don't know either, but that's my thing. He's um, saying it anyway. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. That is your thing. He he said he has so much in there he doesn't even know how to measure it. That's what he told me. So he's going. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, so. Okay. okay. Uh, Fly Racing, twenty five years. As I said off the top, uh, they want to thank all their loyal dealers and customers for twenty five incredible years. They had a moto winner, which we'll get to right away. Uh, FlyRacing.com at FlyRacingUSA on social media. Thank you to the folks at Motorsport.com. Go through the banner on Pulpamex to help us out. Whether you want to buy Fly or whether you want to buy a Cobalinx or Renthal, uh, they can help you out. Thank you to the folks at Motorsport.com. Free shipping on everything over 79 bucks. I have been ordering 
like a madman from motorsport.com for my project bike. I just want people to know, and uh, the service and the quality and everything else couldn't be any better. So thank you to the folks at motorsport.com. As well, thank you to folks at Kobo Links, uh, lowering suspension link from everything from Aprilia to Yamaha. The code PULPAMX gets you a discount and free shipping. Built and designed up there in uh, Boise, Idaho. Kobo Links, K-O-U-B-A links.com. Uh, thank you to those guys for coming on board. And, of course, Maxis and Renthal, as I said, at the top. And Weege as well, Onyx Maps. Yeah, on X-Maps, we've got 500,000-plus miles of trails mapped out on there, and that's trails for dirt bikes, for adventure bikes, side-by-sides, mountain bikes, hiking. There's a hunting version of the app as well. Go to onxmaps.com or onx off-road in the App Store. It's way better than Google Maps. It'll show you places to ride you didn't know existed, give you notes on those, and we'll give you 20% off. Just type in RacerX, all one word, all lowercase, when you check out, and we'll give you money off. And there is a free trial if you wanted to try it and just see if it works for you. And Weege, we're working on something mm. that we hope comes to fruition. But Be amazing. Uh, yeah, talk about it. Yes, we are working on something. Uh, we want to thank Kawasaki for jumping on board with this show, the KX450 SR, which is a special racer. A lot of brands do this now where they give you a higher end level. Uh, there are 450 with some really cool parts. And honestly, if you, you know, I'm a money guy, I think if you add up what these things would cost on their own, this is actually a cheaper way to do it. So the special racer, big thing, show a kit suspension on it right off the showroom floor, and then some engine changes, modified cylinder head, they polished the ports, it has a pro circuit exhaust, they changed the ECU to match, and then a couple cool bolt-ons. I mean, X-Trig clamps alone, Steve, that's like a big value right there, right? That's a yeah. big deal. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So it has all that, and it has the graphics and rims and things that make it look like the bike that Anderson and Cienciolo ride also. So thanks to Kawasaki for jumping on board. 450 Special Racer. Go to Kawasaki.com. And they did not say this in the read, but I'm going to say it. Let the good times roll. I was I'm was. i in the background right now with a huge green thumbs up to this message. Nice. I, green. I like how Kawasaki calls it an SR because that's what Wardy's bikes were called back in the day. Like the, the factory bikes. They called it you know an SR, yep. Special Racer. And I like mm-hmm. that, they keep, that they kept that name going. Yeah, I think it's cool. Like, I'm not, okay, I'm not on Weege's level, but I'm not very mechanically inclined. Weege is, like, in his own dimension of that. Yeah. But for me, to be able to go buy a book like that, that's a huge help. Like, I don't have to deal with any of the other things. Like, I don't have to go try to assemble, you know, a go-go gadget race bike. I just go wow. to a Kawasaki dealer and go buy one. It's quite a pull. Inspector Gadget. There you go. Blue Crew. Okay. Uh, oh, jeez. <laughs> Listen, I like the, I like the fact that it's a works. I like Honda doing it. I like Howie doing it. I think that's pretty cool, pretty neat. And I guess they sell the shit out of them. Like apparently these guys can't keep them in stock. People love it. That's what I mean. For me, it's it's an appealing thing. Like I don't care. Okay, yes, Kawasaki one sounds awesome, but just the concept across right. all the platforms. Right. That's a really cool option. Weege and I are trying to. We may be testing one. We may be riding one. Oh, I heard. I oh, heard, uh, and if it this. if it happens, well, you you can come too, JT. I don't. Yeah. You, oh, I can. Oh, yeah. Good. Yeah, I just I didn't think you'd have any interest. Oh, I would 100 percent do it. Oh, oh my. Okay, well, and not just us. It would not be just us riding. No, no, No. it wouldn't. No, no, no. Okay, well, if you verify, if you verify this, I'm in. Oh no, you. Oh, you got to do it, Jake. I just figured you'd have no interest. I literally didn't even bring it up because I figured you'd have no interest. Yeah, I mean, I, I raced my whole life and never got to race a real factory bike. I raced a Husky factory bike. And in the words of Ricky Carmichael, in staging in 2001, that's not a real factory bike. <laughs> um, he, so he, he was correct. He was correct. <laughs> You're telling me. Um, but, yes, uh, no, I would definitely. So, 
Weege, one thing I had a note here for before we get off the 450 class, uh, I saw a couple of tweets, uh, RacerX Twitter and my own, that, again, I'm not taking it that seriously and I haven't watched back the race yet. Is James a little harsh on Chase? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't say he's not, but I feel like what we're going to have to get used to here is I think that's the way James is going to do it. And it might seem like it's specific to Chase, but I think he's going to pick his part. Um, and he does it in his uh, podcast. So, yeah, I can see people thinking like, oh, they worked together before and that's why. Yeah. I really don't think that's the motivation. I think James sees stuff. He's definitely not afraid to say it. And, I mean, we've said this about everybody from Emig on everyone else that announces. They should. I mean, you got the credential. Oh, I, you see I, it, yeah. say it. I, I'm on yeah. board. Yeah, I, I'm on board yeah. with it. I just I didn't know if it was a valid little thing or, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know how accurate that stuff is. So, yeah. Yeah, there were some things comparing Jet's riding style to Chase. And Jet does this and Chase does that. Um, well, I'll give you a specific. He's like, Jet never gets into the position where his arms are fully locked, extended. And sometimes Chase does. And sometimes that leads to that front end tuck. So, I mean, if you want to say he's being critical of Chase, that he was. But I don't think it's like, I do not like Chase and I'm trying to do it on purpose. I'm, right. I'm sure people are going to take it that way. It always comes across that way. Yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. But I think it's James saying, I'm, I'm breaking these things down. And sometimes I see good and sometimes I see bad. I'm going to say it and I'm James Stewart. So what are you going to do about it? <laughs> yeah, no, hey, I, I've always said that. I think Ricky should be harsher too. And I don't think yeah. he wants to be, but yeah. Uh, and you once told Emig, and Emig's like, "Man, I only won five Supercrosses. I don't really yeah. have the right to do that." And yep. you're like, "Bro, that's you're the champ. You won a title. <laughs> exactly. You can say it." I was never that good at Supercross. I'm like, "What?" <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. Um, anyways, 250 wise, man, uh, JT, I'll start with you. Look, congrats to Hunter. He rode great. I uh, I really was bummed a little bit to see RJ and Cooper and Max and Shimoda so far back in the second moto. Like we were, we had a great first moto, and I, I was stoked for the second moto. And then everybody but Hunter Lawrence had issues, and uh, it held it back from a little bit. The, and then those guys kept coming up, and you know Max crashed and RJ crashed three times, and and all that. And, and again, Hunter won, so. That's awesome, but I think we got robbed of a great second moto because I, I was looking forward to it. Yeah, but I think that's what this class is going to be. Uh, there's a lot of parity and complete contrast to the 450 class at the moment, and you you can't screw it up at the beginning. Like, RJ, okay, yeah, he crashed like 17 times. You can't do, definitely can't do that, but you can't get a bad start in this class right now. There's There are too many guys that are all on a similar pace and – you're just going to have to have every detail dialed in. So I don't think it was so much about those guys because I think you're going to see that a lot. I think you're going to see guys that get a 12th place start and they're just stuck in sixth. Um, I think Hunter just kind of knew what he needed to do and he got it done. So if he can continue to get starts, which was a problem last year, was much better in Supercross, and then we see him rip a whole shot in the second moto, he's going to make life very difficult for these guys because – I just think he took huge steps forward in 2023. The first moto had me questioning it a little bit. He, he kind of came through at the end to get second. Uh, or what did he get, third? Second? Third. Second. Third. Uh, he didn't get bowling, right? right? Right. But the second moto was flashes of what I saw all Supercross season. Gets a start, controls the race, believes he's the best guy, wins the race pretty easily. So I don't know, man. I If, if they – I don't know if they can allow it, but if he can – it could be a really boring summer. I hope it's not. Um, RJ has the speed to, to say something about that. 
but they really have to be mindful of letting letting Hunter get away early on the first couple laps. Weege, we got the whole RJ experience. Great. Oh, great. Yep. I cannot wait to this portion of the pod. <laughs> the third crash when he went flying up the washed the front and went flying over the berm. I was just like when can we do the pod? <laughs> yeah. Can we do it now? Can we do it now during the moto? Can we do this pod right now? Yeah. I mean, it's a full, I mean, winning a moto, yeah. riding excellent, yeah. riding awesome, yep. being arguably the best guy. And this class is pretty darn stacked. A lot of guys rode well. I, I feel like there were probably 10 dudes who could leave the track being like, you know what? I got something to build on here. But of all that, RJ beat all those guys. And then three crashes just... I- Uh, I I was like, I was like, man, has he figured this out? Is this it? Like, is Osborne? Nope. Nope. Not at all. Nope. Moving on. Um, I even even tweeted it just because it was the first boat of the year. So, like, literally, like, things can change. Things can things can change. And I'm like, I tweeted something about it. And then I'm I'm like, no, wait. How dumb of me. (laughs) You know what, though? I do want to give a little ask here and say. He didn't get a great start, and then that results in stuff out of your control. Like the first crash in turn two was just random stuff. And then, okay, he probably rode over his head trying to come from last, but he's trying to come from last. He so, he never gave up, dude. It's great. Yep. No. no. But I just want to say that if he gets a good start in Moto2, maybe none of that happens, and we're not saying any of this. When you're trying to come from last, sometimes, or a lot of times, everybody rides over their head. So... I want to give a little, like, just soften it a little bit because he was trying to come from last. It, it's a positive day, JT, for RJ Hampshire. Even though three oh, crashes. Yes, even yeah, though yeah. three cra- It's a positive day. Yep. Yep, yep. And he, he told me, I've talked about this on the broadcast, so I apologize for, for kind of going back over, but he told me in Denver that he thought he could win the championship. Like, being totally serious, like, not the – and I, I even said on the broadcast, like, I rolled my eyes when he told me that. It probably is too strong. But you hear everyone say that, right? Like – Shimoda says that Hunter says that. like anybody Levi Kitchen says that like hell. So you kind of take it with a grain of salt. Um, but I think with Jack gone, he's looking at this like why why not? Like I I can beat Hunter. Like I why not? He's not Jet, you know. And whether that's true or not, I don't know. But I think everybody looks at this like yeah, Jet's gone, and Jet was the guy that we just we couldn't beat. Like we just couldn't beat him. I've, I've they've done it enough times to know like man, he's just a little better than we are. But I think they're all looking at this like, we need to win this title. Like, it's wide open here, and he's approaching it that way. Now, having said that, if you crash three times <laughs> in a day, let alone a moto, uh, it's probably not, not going to go yeah, your way. It just wasn't one tip over, and then he moved forward. It was just spectacular crashes, and, yep. and then he passed everybody three times. And then he just, yep. you know, and, he, and actually he got and third then, overall in the last lap. The last yeah, lap. and the thing that goes without saying here is, unfortunately, if you keep doing that over and over, the odds are going to catch up with you where you're going to injure yourself. Maybe not seriously, but yeah. something that's going to you know cost you a moto or a weekend or something. Uh, so yeah, he's got to <laughs> something. If you've heard this, he's got to figure that out. Um, but he damn sure is good. And if those starts continue, like the first moto and how Supercross was, he may make this difficult at well, times. Like I could see him winning multiple races this year. He's told me the same thing about the ch- title, JT, and he's also mentioned to me twice about the Motocross the Nations, and he just wants he to He wants do it. to be that guy. He wants to he race that so badly. Obviously, that comes with being yep. a top American or a top, you know, like even if Hunter is leading and then, you know, RJ's second, whatever. Like there's there's a pathway where he doesn't have to win the title and still get picked for Disney Nations, but it's yeah, odd that it's he's brought be, that up twice. Yeah. 
I think it's going to be tough, though, if Justin Cooper wants to do it, to overcome that because Justin won last year. That that's going to be really tough. Um, I'm not. I'm not. I don't have a pick or anything like that. I just think that argument is going to be really strong for Justin coming off the winning team to if he has a strong summer to not get picked again. So we each, RJ can you know walk around leave leave Paula with a positive uh, on the podium and that moto win and Hunter obviously can too, but like seriously, uh, Hayden Deegan can. I think Max Volan can. I think Joe Schmoda can. I think uh, Tom Vial can. Vial. You know, yep. uh, maybe Cooper not. Like I think Cooper thought he'd be better and his starts disappeared. His qual he qualified fastest again as well, but uh, yeah. starts weren't there. I wonder how much the great had to do with it or, or whatever. Um, well, hey, our, our our reporter, JT, you got the scoop on that from Jensen Hedler, the team manager. Yeah, yeah. The great. They were, they were they were searching all day, and they he said that they had ordered those starting greats, and they didn't get them in time. So they were guessing a little bit as to the setup, and they were, yeah, changing things throughout the day, changing tires, changing, you know, I'm sure ECU maps, all kinds of things. Uh, so we'll see when those actually show up. Um, but yeah, I don't think anybody has it just exactly dialed yet. Speaking of that, JT, I, sp I spoke to Dunlop at the end of the day and they told me it was really a mix of paddles and regular tires. It was. Yeah. 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 I did a report on that, um, before the moto and I kind of went down the line and Justin Cooper had a modified like standard tire, mm -hmm. like the, the knobs were cut in half, uh, but a lot of guys were just full scoop. The MX 14, like, uh, I would say over half, like Hunter was, uh, RJ was, yeah, yeah. J-Mart switched to it the second moto, but Justin Cooper wasn't, and I kind of wondered if those standard Justin Cooper hole shots weren't there because of that choice. Uh, Vial made his motocross debut, two-time world champion, and honestly, the first moto, I'm like, it's kind of fading, it's not even that hot, this isn't great, I wouldn't be stoked if I was Ian or Roger on that. Uh, and he got starts in both motos, and like I said, the first one he went backwards. But we each, the second moto, third, like he much better, showed some good heart. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, okay, we're fine. Like, I, I, I definitely thought the first moto was not good, but uh, second moto was good. So. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I think he can leave uh, feeling positive. I, I agree with you. I think Cooper's the only one who probably left saying that wasn't good enough. Yeah. I feel like all the other guys who were supposed to be good were, and then a couple other guys who – we probably didn't know would be that good. Like, we'll get to them. Like, Guillaume Ferez and Mumphy and Ryder D and Hymas, um, even Jet Reynolds. Like, I feel like all those guys can be like, the results were okay. Well, Ferez was actually really good. The results don't indicate how good all those dudes rode. And but it include Vial. He should have got on the podium. He just misses because of the last lap pass by Hampshire. But I think he can leave here being like, all right, we're okay. Yeah. Yeah, really, the, the top 10 guys, it's Justin Cooper and Levi Kitchen that are, I think, could leave Paula be yeah. like, wow, that wasn't good. I need to be better. Yeah. You know? You uh, just got to hope that it's a round one thing, right? Like, we were off, and we'll fix it, and we'll be back. I really just thought with Cooper how much riding. I thought he was going to crush everybody because he was so far ahead on um, his prep. And to actually leave, you know, 10-plus points down on Hunter Lawrence after the first race – yeah, that could not have well, been the plan. Well, no, exactly right. Like that's totally it. That that you you see the guys that have been riding moto get the head start on everybody, generally yep. speaking, and then this yep. didn't really get the head start on everybody. It's interesting. He's a start dependent guy. We've seen that even last summer when he wasn't healthy and struggling, and some people said like they picked Christian Craig over him for destinations. Some when, people, yeah. But when he mm -hmm. turned it around and got healthier, 
his starts got better magically, right? Just that they work hand yeah. in hand, and then yeah. So, but I want to point out Hunter was behind him in the first moto. Yes, and he passed him and beat him. Hunter was behind Shimoda and passed him and beat him too. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. If, you're, if you're Hunter Lawrence, you're like you know sweet, and he was all over yep. Max Voland. So yeah, the first moto, and it was funny that JT like. Again, Hunter's 24 years old, 25 years old. Like he's a veteran, right? Uh, and and I thought Shimoda was the same. Like the last five minutes, they they kept it going. They got a few guys in the last five minutes, both of them. Just is Hunter that old? I thought he was 23. What? Hunter? I thought Hunter's 23. I thought he was 24, 25. I can Google it. But anyways, okay, we're close anyway. Hunter Lawrence age comes up right away. Uh, he's 24. Okay, so. Uh, yeah, I just those kind of the championship guys, you know, rise up at the end of the motos, and next thing you know, they're fifth, and you're like, oh boy, they're giving away points, and then oh, he's third, you know, or whatever. Like these things happen. But, um, <coughs> sorry, Hayden Deegan, dude, great ride, great ride, dude. Yeah, is this is this really really something? I mean, like, is this battling for the title level here? A lot of Paula experience, maybe? I was wondering that. I don't want to go too crazy. No, I don't I'm know. not either, but I'm asking. Yeah. You. yeah. There's a chance, right? He is a California guy. But, I mean, JT, you know, a little better than us, but it's not like you rode this track a ton. You do also hear that, yeah, but they're nothing like this track at the Nationals. So, I don't know. It's nothing like it. Uh, or maybe it helps. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, this track is its own, its own animal, I think. Um, but... It's also a track that, that people can ride on, right? So you, you get some some actual pre-riding on it versus, like, had anyone just shown up to this track for the first time ever, never ridden it, and had to go race a national? Like, they'd be like, oh, dear God. Uh, but, yeah, if, if you're comparing it to Europe, um, I, I do think there are some similarities. Like, if you've watched French tracks, they can get like that. What are you? Uh, what, hold on a second. We're talking, about, we're, talking about no? we're talking about Hayden no, Deegan. No, we're talking about Deegan. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. My, my fault. Sorry. My yes. Fault. I was like, what, no, I'm what saying, is he talking? I'm like, I was like, wait, we're going way off. French tracks? Hayden's right I'm trying to figure out. My bad. <laughs> we're trying to figure out, did Deegan actually have an advantage? Because I'm sure he's ridden this track like grew up in California, in Temecula. Or is it so different on the national day that we shouldn't chalk it up to that? Probably something no, I, I think there's I think there's definitely uh, an advantage to having okay. ridden this track a million times. Um, if okay. I... If you took me to a, na- you know, you held a national at a track that I'd ridden a lot. I, I've, I've ridden in every condition possible, you know. So, yeah, is it exactly like you'd ride it on a Tuesday? Eh, probably not. Yeah. But the level of comfort is is always going to be there. You know, it's going to be at a higher level. Now, that's not to say I don't think he's going to be great moving forward. I think well, I'm done doubting this guy. Like, I'm I'm fully on board the Deegan train. Do I think he's going to be putting him every time? Probably not either. There's too much parity here. But I think he yep. is the real deal all the way around. No, he well, yep. Uh, he he just showed me same thing in Supercross, right? Yep, kid works hard. Yeah, and he's we talked. I know we yeah. talked about you and I and, and a few others talked about this before the season. Like I, I I backed away from that. I was wrong in Supercross, and I'm done being wrong. Like I'm just yep. going to absorb what this kid is and and say, yep, he's really great. He tipped over in the first moto and still got six. Like he could have been two two three two. Easily. Right, right. Uh, yeah, good job, for sure. Uh, all right, Voland. Uh, Want to talk about VL now? 
Oh, we we already did. I think we did. Right, so we're just we, we, I'm kidding. Oh, I'm oh, kidding. Okay. All right. Compare this track to France. Compare this track to Hayden France. Deegan, please, JT. Hayden Deegan's <laughs> French track is. I mean, he's so good on the French tracks. We all. I was obviously distracted. <laughs> uh, uh, Max Volan. Good day for Max. I think. Um, I said to Lone Wolf, I'm like, dude, he's he loves because he qualified well, right? And I thought I saw Lone Wolf, and I'm like, dude, he just he he's like the only guy that likes it here. And Volan's like, yeah, I don't know, man, he does. Hang down too, and I'm like, well, obviously, yeah, hang down for sure. I get it, but I'm like, Max, just yeah, he gels with this place. So, uh, good job for for Max Volan. I think uh, he I do feel to- though he rode awesome, good, but I do feel like this podium, which has slipped through his grass so many times, he has to be bummed. Like, yeah, he goes two in the first moto. He's riding awesome. It's got to look like he's going to get that podium for sure, and then it doesn't happen. I- I'm sure he's happy with the riding, but he's got to be bummed to not be on the podium. He needed that though. Like what? Take what you can get, man. It was yeah. really dark days coming out of Supercross, and for you to be down there, I don't know what the future holds for him. I don't know if he, what, where he ends up in twenty twenty four, but to be down there and Roger DeCoster comes over and congratulates you, like though he really, really needed that for whatever, wherever mm-hmm. he goes from here. That was a big step forward. Um, Ferez, yeah, Guillaume Ferez, dude. Yep, good job. Yep, yeah, really, eight really five. Good. Uh, kitchen, yeah, not so good. Mumphy didn't even know he was riding outdoors for Mitch uh, <laughs> until you know last week or whatever. So I good. thought Kitchen was a letdown. Like I, I yeah. barely noticed him. I know he was riding really well at certain times. It just like you just never kind of got it going. Starts, starts, starts for him, and then he's and then he didn't move up as much as you, he moved up in both motos, but not as much as you would yeah, like. Right? It just was like a kind of invisible day. Yep. Uh, Mumphy, good. Rider D was pretty good, right? Rider D was was. I, I thought it was good. Yep. I I still think there's maybe a fitness question there. I, I don't know. Um, but it just seemed like late he lost a few spots that I think, yeah. you know, I, I know it's a work in progress, but like that's the one thing I think is still uh, a liability. Yeah, I think Mitch would tell you that too. So, um, Jet Reynolds, not bad. 14th. Anything is a plus yes, at this point. Exactly. Yeah, right? Literally yep, anything. Yep, yep. Uh, you talk about he needed that. Um, this dude was nowhere. I didn't realize he was in B practice. Yeah. You know yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I do. Yeah. Yeah. There was a moment where I think he and Deegan were battling in the first moto. Um, I think it was in that same section we were talking about with Jet and Chase inside outside. And I didn't, I'm not, I don't have time on the broadcast to get into all this, but I'm just like, wow, that's, that's so much happening right there because Jet Reynolds was. Jet Lawrence at one time. Before we even knew who Jet Lawrence was, Jet Reynolds was the king of the amateurs. He's still rotting out a five-year, I'm sure, very lucrative deal. He was supposed to be the next guy, and he has been hurt and hurt and hurt and hurt so bad that I wasn't even sure if this is ever even going to happen. Like, was he ever even going to race? Um, and then since then, obviously, Deacon has become the, the leader of this next generation, and, and Jet Lawrence, obviously, ahead of that. And I was like, look at that. In one corner at a national, they're battling. Jet Reynolds and Deegan. And, uh, I mean, I was really worried for Reynolds to, to ride that well and be up front and in the mix. He's got to be really relieved. You yeah. think, you think anybody, you think anybody's ever asked Brian Deegan when he's going to race Jet Reynolds? Like when, when are, when's Hayden going to race Jet Reynolds? I feel like the time has passed, but I was getting hit up a lot as Deegan and Ryder D were battling. Is it time? <laughs> <laughs> but now here's the crazy thing. That was supposed to be, is Deegan ducking, um, those guys, in the end, Deegan was started before then. He's raced the whole Supercross season. Yep. 
So the conversation's over. Yeah, yeah. Um, Hymas was, uh, I think, did Hymas crash in the second moto? Crash, yeah, he crashed in both motos. He was up there. Yeah, crashing he crashed both, both motos. Yeah, both he, motos. Crashed, uh, he was up there, and the second moto was really impressive. And yeah. then yeah. he made a big mistake, and that group got to him, and then all hell broke loose. If he could have stayed away from that group, he would have been fine. But uh, he made a big mistake, allowed himself to fall in that group with Ryder D and Kitchen. And all. I think it was Kitchen maybe there. And then it was just like, oh, boy. Uh, yeah, yeah, he, uh, but I thought it was, I thought he, yeah, he showed well again, right? Um, Jordan Smith was kind of invisible a little bit to me. Didn't notice much Jordan out there. I think he cr- crashed a few times, I think. Yeah. Moseman was up there in Moto 2. 2. Moto yep. 2, I think he was 6th yep. at one point. Yep, yep. Yep. Back the first round. Um, remember last, not last year, Moseman won a Moto at Hangtown. Yep. Yeah. And so we're coming up. Yeah, I'm really – he had set, uh, very encouraging things to say on Thursday because um, I think, JT, you were saying, I don't even know if this dude's racing in our preview video last week, and I think everybody yeah. didn't know where his status was. He said his status was very positive. He's had a lot of concussions in his career. He did some therapy. He said his brain, a very Moseman-like way of saying something like, <laughs> his brain has never been in better condition than it is right now. It's very Moseman-like. Uh, so I actually had high expectations. I don't think this result is good, but maybe you just got to give him the pass if he hasn't raced in a while, and maybe yep. it's still there. Yep. Uh, J-Mart was bombed after the race. Oh. He gave me an interview. It, it was He's like, oh. the, the title's gone, man. Title's gone. And I'm like, oh, you know, he, he – he, yeah, he's like – but he was saying like, okay, he's like, obviously he, he went down in, early in both motos, right? But he said, even if I hadn't gone down – my speed wasn't there. He says, RJ was right in front of me in Moto2 and just pulled away. Like, he was being very wow. honest and very critical of himself. You know, we got work to do. Teams got work to do. I got work to do. I got to be better. The team's got to be Like, you should go listen to him. He was really bummed. Wow. So, I'm impressed he gave the interview after a result like that. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. So, J-Mart. Uh, my, March Banks was way back in the first Moto. Second Moto, I didn't notice him too much, but... Um, yeah, 16th. Uh, rough day for the club, guys. Absolutely rough yep, day. It was. Yep. Uh, Masterpool, he was back. R- running like... Wearing RJ gear. What was he wearing? He was wearing the, RJ uh, canvas. canvas gear. Oh, he was? Gear. Yeah, he oh, was. that's perfect. That just fits. I don't know that, what that's perfect. That, I no, idea. no, nobody Why? knows, and that's perfect. Yep. <laughs> so he was running like 8th or ninth in the first moto, and I'm like, oh, God, here we go. So, good job, though. I mean, we'll see how much, how many rounds he makes it and all of that. He can certainly ride. There's no doubt that oh, he yeah. has talent. Yep. Um, and has a sponsorship from Sport Clips Haircuts somehow. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Yeah. Yep. Weed. Yep. Weed, you can get that. Yeah, like, I'm going to go over to his dad. Yeah. We're, I'm buddies with his dad. Hopefully, they have some gift cards. I'm a big Sport Clips uh, uh, customer. Customer would be the right word, yes. Weed cuts oh. his own hair. So Yeah, I don't do that. <laughs> Uh, Braswell, TLD, ride, uh, fell, uh, one moto was up there. Jalik Swole, you got a feel for Jalik, came back after missing Supercross, crashed out uh, while up front in moto one. Yeah, whole shot. Yep, moto. yep whole shot. Um, and then, did he finish moto two? Yes, he did. He did okay. finish moto two, uh, right. 20th place. You know he's probably hurting, so uh, not good for Talon Hawkins or Jalik for that team over there. But at least RJ got that moto win. And Derek Kelly wasn't good either. Derek Kelly's done well at Paula before, but not not his day. Yeah, I wondered about that way. 
been so super cross focused how it was going to go. That doesn't mean he wasn't fast or anything. Just yeah, I kind of worried. And then uh, Dylan Schwartz told me at Salt Lake he's doing World Supercross for HEP, and he showed up at Paula on a Bar X to Suzuki Outdoors. So yeah, hashtag our sport. I don't know. I don't. Well, yeah, I think they just loaned like, to the owned back to Bar X. No, Those Suzuki teams are just like interchangeable. I no, think. I know. No, like, they, they just here you go. You want him? Oh, yeah, they're like chess pieces. Uh, no, he quit. He he left. Yeah, there was no loaning going on. Oh, so he's not doing World Supercross for him. No. Oh no. Okay. This is how I view it in my mind. It's just the Suzuki guys are all in this pool, mm-hmm. and they just like, oh, here we go. Okay, you can take him this weekend. Just give him back. Like a couple weeks, we'll take him. All right. King moves to pawn seven. Here we go. Have <laughs> yeah. this guy. At one point, there was Welton and Freddie going at it in that first moto. Um. And then uh, Chiz. Chiz was not far away, and it was RM Army everywhere for a little bit. Okay. That used to be what the LCQs looked like back in the A-Ray Chiz days for yeah. the team. Yeah. yeah. And that's what made it so crazy when, oh, Ken Roxon wins in Indianapolis, the main event, not the LCQ. Right. That's how far they've come. And shout out to Blaze Cremaldi. Blaze Cremaldi in 42nd in the 250 class. Is that KTM Juniors? No, but... Clearly, he okay. raced it at one point. Also, you see 39th there, Steve. Yeah, Robbie Wageman. Oh, Carter Dubach, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he got in. Yeah. He was an alternate, I think. The doctor. No, he got in. I think oh, he did 34th. get in? Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, I think yeah. he was 34th. Yeah. I was talking to the doctor. Uh, he's going to race the first three. I was uh, trying to get it mentioned on TV. I think it's a cool story. He's going to college. This is not a career thing. He just wanted to check the box before he goes to college. And I'm like, that's a cool story. He's like, we're going to try the first three, and hopefully he gets in. He got in the first one. So Dr. D's kid, maybe he's going to become a real doctor. But I saw the doctor pushing his bike back all mangled. Hey, they got in. Yeah, That was the goal. Yeah, in the first moto. So actually, yeah. he didn't line up for the second moto, so that gave Blaze Cromaldi his spot. Oh. Yeah. Alternate island. Yeah, alternate island. But uh, no, it's Dr. D. I don't, do you guys know Dr. D? Like, he's awesome. He's a really good dude. Yes. He's um, awesome. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, that's it. We're on, to, we're on to Hangtown, the opener. Good weather. I'm always – I always pine for the outdoor series near the end of Supercross, right? And then I always want Supercross near the end of outdoors, just as a, as a guy who goes to all these things, you know? So The first lap of the first moto of the year – is just so cool. It yeah. looks different. And I feel like the fans are, you can sense that the fans are so pumped, like we're finally here. And then, you know, you don't know who's going to be where. So you got that excitement also. And I also feel like the first lap of the year outdoors, nobody's sending it. Oh, actually, no, my bad. JT's report is that they would not send it in the first 250 moto of the year. And then they did. I usually feel like the riders are feeling it out. The fans are feeling it out. Everybody's like, hey, we're here. We're just having a good time together. But no, JT, your report was that you're probably going to see the 250 riders take it easy. Well, mine was more just because the track was so slippery. Because it was water. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then, hilariously, we're seeing crashes and action and passes all over. And yeah. then all three of us just had to agree, okay, they're not doing that. They're but, not. But, yes, I was very wrong in that. But they were also paying the price for it. Like, Shimoda's just yes. sliding through the mud and things mm-hmm. like that. So, I felt oh, a wait, little let's not forget. We forgot. RJ did tip over while leading the first moto. Yeah, he did. He did. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yes, yes, he did. He got up right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he did. He did. Oh, that's yeah, four. JT, your advice was correct. They just didn't take it. 
yeah, and, and true to fashion, the 250 guys just full send right out of the gate. Um, but it, it works until it doesn't. <laughs> Our friend Lewis Phillips was wondering, this was his first ever American National, he was wondering where the wash bays were. He agreed oh. with me that it's a mess. They're, so. right in, they're right in the middle of the... The road there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's right in the pit. Right, <laughs> right in the middle of the pit. Like, it's just, it's unbelievable. I, uh, uh. Um, and then Rocket Rob was also disappointed a little bit with the podium. Um, the podium people not into it as much as, say, Red Bud or High Point. You know, California people maybe. I don't know. He was a little subdued back in the podium, he said. So. He wasn't wasn't happy about that. I did get to announce a little bit, so yeah, I am part of the series, just like you two. I just don't get oh. the, I just don't get the briefcase of money. Well, yeah, I do. It just doesn't come from the same people. My, my guy Megawatt and I and Rock, Rocket Rob calling some action up there. So, well, I believe you were told right off the bat you will not be paid. Yeah, <laughs> I was. I was told that. I, it set the tone years ago. So, you but, will uh, not be paid. Yeah, but I did, Yeah, but yeah, live announcing. Catch the fever. I went to the Cycle Dudes offices on Friday afternoon. Oh, I saw, um, I saw Kit there. Uh, yeah, Kit Palmer. Great. Uh, Kit, yeah, unbelievable. So I, I did see Kit as well. Been reporting at these races for like 70 years. Longer than the series somehow has even existed. <laughs> it was funny. I went to the Cycle News offices, and uh, you can read all the old Cycle News archives. However, they have not archived Cycle News East nor ATV News, oh, which was a big one I didn't for even me know that, Yeah, I didn't even know they had ATV News. This was new for me. Oh, yeah. yeah oh, me neither. Yeah. It was news to me on Saturday. I was oh, yeah. shocked. But they had bound copies. So our guy Scott Wallenberg, our advertising publisher, he dove into Cycle News East to find articles about himself in his racing days, and I <laughs> dove straight into the ATV News. Shout out to our guy Sean Finley over there at Cycle News. Anyway, my point was a lot of Roy Jansen in the news, in, in the letters, and press releases and drama and controversy at the races. I mean, Cycle News in the 80s, it was unbelievable. I mean, you're seeing, like, letters being written by, you know, the promoters of the series, shit-talking another promoter or the AMA and back and forth in the letters section. Like, we're using <laughs> Cycle News to get well, the word out. Yeah. Did you ever know Cycle News? AMA uh, uh, said one time that he doesn't want to be as cheap as Brock Glover was, and then Brock wrote a letter into oh, Cycle. I yeah, Brock Glover wrote a letter I about how, how he's not cheap, yeah. and then Emig wrote a letter apologizing. <laughs> it was like, yeah, yes. like you said, it was a whole thing. I remember Glover's letter said, "You compare yourself to me being cheap, but there's a difference between you and me. At your age, I had multiple national titles, and you do not." <laughs> oh wow, that was a letter from Glover to Emig in yeah, Cycle in Cycle News. Oh wow, <laughs> they were going back and forth. Perfect uh, example. Our guy, so I yeah. saw Roy Saturday morning. I'm like Roy. Yeah. You got some explaining to do, man. <laughs> what happened at this Good Times ATV National in Texas in 88? Because the letters <laughs> were out of control. Um, it was great. And, and Did Roy know? Did Roy yeah. break it down? Oh, pfft, no hesitation. Okay. He's like, it started raining. <laughs> the rain started coming up. Half the track was flooded. We only got to run qualifiers. And I think the ride, they canceled the motos and the riders, their purse money, I think, for qualifying and points for qualifying. And uh, on and on it went. And then Roy just started telling stories. It was great. Yeah. 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 Roy has been involved like AMA, promoter side, AMA side, racer yeah. side back in the day, way back in the day. Like, yeah. Yeah. Roy's, Roy's seen some shit. Like you see in those movies, like he's seen, <laughs> yeah. like Roy's seen some shit. So. Oh, the uh, stories he had were unbelievable. Some of the stories that he was telling involved guns. I'm just going to go that far. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. We're on to Hangtown. Should be a good one. Uh, absolutely. 
this 450 class is going to be great. Can't wait. Um, yep. And then is uh, so Stu's doing all these except for Ricky's doing three. I think he's doing seven out of eleven. So seven, okay. Yep. Who's doing Unadilla? Do, Ricky's doing, doing a couple together. Ricky's thought, doing Unadilla. I think they're both doing Unadilla incredibly. That's great. Yeah. That is also going to be awesome. I'll be tuning in for yes. that. Yeah. Yes. Well, said he's like, I actually like Unadilla until I got yeah. knocked out three years in a row. I was blown away by that. I heard that, and I was like, what? <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, uh, thank you to everybody for listening. Appreciate it. Uh, thank you to guys. Continue on your, um, you know, your roles this weekend in the booth and and just yep. Just oh. let me just let me know when we can talk about Vion. That's all I want to know. Okay. All right. Yeah. Deegan and French tracks. I was just I was like, did Brian did Brian move the family to France for a while? So all right, perfect. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you to Fly Racing, of course, Racer X as well. Thanks, boys. See ya. This has been the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show, presented by Maxxis Tires, Renthal, Motorsport.com, and Kuba Links on RacerXOnline.com. Thanks for listening and supporting our partners. Don't change the air. Don't change the air.